Well, hello. Hi, how are you going? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. I'm glad we, we connected finally. We got the times right. <laughs> yeah. Have you, um, yeah. you ever had a good day? Say what? Have you had a good day? I've, I, yeah, so far so good. I'm being a little bit quieter this week. I had uh, like five interviews last week and yours is the one this week. So I get to sort of relax. And of course, over here we have uh, Wednesday is a holiday. So it's kind of a holiday week. So I'm going to kind of relax and be with friends and go to barbecues and all that stuff. No, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's really good. A little bit of a break. No, excellent, excellent. And how's the book launch going? Okay. Really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just did the official launch on Thursday in terms of like the big uh, bookstore thing with all the friends coming and sort of the party launch. And that was wonderful. Incredible amount of support and a lot of positive feedback. And it's just been wonderful. Oh, excellent. Good work. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, the book is titled The Pain Companion, Everyday Wisdom for Living with and Moving Beyond Chronic Pain. Correct. That's right. Okay. Give it a plug in the show. Um, yeah, thanks. Today, we'll go for uh, 30 minutes, a little bit under. All right. Um, so, I thought we'd just talk about the topic of pain, and I'll keep yes. that as the sort of title for the show. Yes. Um, so, what is pain? You know, what does it mean to you? And... Um, yeah, just anything that you can share from there with the audience. So okay. sort of a natural conversation, yeah. Yeah, just and yeah, feel free to make it very conversational. I tend to start I get excited and start rattling on, so you can interrupt any time and, and make it, you know, more interactive if you want. So I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. Well let's uh let's go with the flow. Any questions or anything I can assist you with um, before we get started? Yeah, the only thing is you sent me a list of questions. Did you want that on air or do you want me to email to you or do you want that at all? No, I, th I think we'll bypass those questions today because we'll keep it to okay. the, the shorter format. I've got sort of two formats that I do. Okay, um, sounds good. So, yeah, we'll just go with a 30-minute show and just really talk about the topic of pain because it sounds like that's Perfect. what your book's all about. Uh, yeah. So I'm incorrect with that. That's um, correct and there's a lot to be said and there's a lot of people in pain right now, so that's perfect. Hmm. Hopefully we can help some people out. Cool. I'm sure we will. All right. Let's get started. Uh, and your okay. the name is Sarah Shockley. Yes. Yeah. Just call me Sarah. Anne's my middle name. I don't use it. So just Sarah. Sarah Shockley. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Right, let's get started. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to The Hidden Wire. How are you going? Thank you. I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to connect. Such a busy person, but uh, a bit of a chilled or relaxed week for you this week with one interview. Yeah. Definitely. That's good news. Well, thank you for coming on this show. I'm looking forward to talking about your new book. You've just published it, and it is titled The Pain Companion, Everyday Wisdom for Living with and Moving Beyond Chronic Pain. So I really want to delve into that today, and congratulations, first of all, on launching the book. Um, oh, thank you so much. A lot of work goes into that, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Been a bit of a process. So let's just start. I want to talk about pain. That's the topic today. Mm -hmm. So why this topic? Why is this important to you? Well, boy, it's important to a lot of people right now. I'll tell you about my a little bit about my personal story, but just start by saying, at least in this country where I am, in the United States, the National Institutes of Health did a fairly recent study that say one out of three people in our country are in pain right now. And a lot of people are suffering from chronic pain that they just, doctors don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to handle it. So it's a really big issue. It's, it's, we're calling it an epidemic. And of course we have what we're calling an opioid crisis too. Mm. 
which is how to how to work with it and how to work with the medications and how to work with that. So for so it's a big topic, uh, you know, for everyone. Most people either they may be in pain themselves, or most people that I've run into certainly know someone that is dealing with pain on some level. So, and for me personally, it started in uh, the fall of 2007. I was uh, I contracted something called thoracic outlet syndrome, right. otherwise known as TOS, and it's a collapse between the collarbones and the first rib and just quickly mm. it's um th there's a lot that goes on there muscles nerves uh nerve ganglia and veins and arteries and so that area is pretty narrow already so when it collapses everything gets squeezed so it's incredibly painful and very debilitating yeah and yeah it's really amazing and what's important to know about that is that there's very little because i had a very severe um version of it there wasn't much to be done and I think a lot of listeners might be in that position now, not necessarily with the same condition, of course, but where, what do we do? How, how do I, how do I get out of this? And when we can't get out of it, how do I live with it? How do I live with the pain I'm already in? Is kind of what I talk a lot about. So I didn't have any, um, there's, it sounds like you might be able to manipulate your way out of this, like pop those collarbones back out and off you go but it doesn't work that way they they it just doesn't lend itself to any chiropractic work there's a kind of an awful surgery they sometimes do to remove a first rib the surgeon himself said don't do this surgery so you know if a surgeon says don't do it you better run so they just said you know there's nothing we can do for you and the medications they had didn't work for me um nerve pain is most of what i have is nerve pain is is pretty difficult to work with so that forced me to look what do i do and i think probably like a lot of listeners i first started well first of all of course i thought it was just going to go away you know you, you get into pain you maybe you sprain an ankle whatever happens it Hopefully heals. the time will just yeah. pass him yeah, yeah of course yeah. You just live with it, and, and over time, it, your body's going to heal. It's going to be fine. So it took me about a year to realize, and one of my doctors had to say to me, Sarah, you know, this isn't getting better. In fact, it's progressive. It'll probably get worse, and you're going to have this for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. So I went from trying to heal it, and in my – also what's particular about this condition is when you try to fight it or push through it, uh, you do anything kind of stressful and, you know, it makes your body kind of tense. You think, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to get through it. And sometimes that works really well for things. But in my condition, that made the pain just go through the roof. I had yeah. to learn how to really relax and slow way down. And I think that may be true for other people tuning in. So fighting it wasn't working. And I learned, you know, after about the first year, it wasn't just going to go away on its own. So then I kind of went to the other end of the spectrum, which was, I did the, I'm from New England and we do stoicism really, really well there. So okay. it's like, okay, I, this is the card. These are the cards I've been dealt. I'll just live with it. I'll put up with it. I'll, you know, be the good girl and I'll carry on. And I was a single mom and I had to get up every day for my son and be there. So I just kind of gritted my teeth and kept going. Hmm. And that went on for four five, six years, really wow. just waking up every day in pain and kind of taking that deep breath and going, Okay, you know, and I, you know, I'm believing how does, I understand. How does stoicism, like you just mentioned stoicism there, what, what is that connection to? Well, what that, what that is, I don't even know what it traditionally is, but what we, I understand it as is pretty much not showing your pain, not talking about it. It's kind of what we're sort of taught by our culture. You don't show it, you don't talk about it, you don't express it, you don't ask for help, you just live with it and you hide it. And 
um, because you don't, if you talk about it, it's sort of like you're putting it on people. So you kind of just shut up and carry on. Is, is, there a, is there a mindset with that, like with Stoicism? Because I know um, a lot of people subscribe to Stoicism as, as an operating system for how they live their life. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, um, you know, there's, there's even a new therapy called pain acceptance therapy that maybe mm. it's working for some people, but I, it's kind of like Stoicism with a fancy label. It's basically, you know, you'd ignore it and keep going. And if that works for you, then do you know, I always support people doing whatever works for them to get through pain, living with pain. Absolutely. But for me, yeah. it didn't, it, it, it was better than fighting. It brought down the acute levels, you know, that fighting was, was making the pain really flare, that kind of tension of pushing and muscling through kind of thing that we're taught to do that wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So it was better than that. But after some number of years, I realized it's, it's not healing me. It's, it's, allowing me to kind of keep slogging through my days, but it was starting to get, you know, after a while when you've been in pain for a while and you're practicing that level of just live with it, yeah. you can kind of slide almost imperceptibly into this deep depression that you don't even realize you're going into. This, hmm. you wake up one day and you just can barely carry on. Uh, this hopelessness, helplessness, this sense of, how do I, you know, how do I keep going and do I want to keep going? And these are things that we don't always talk about in our culture, in our modern kind of Western culture. We, we talk about the pain as if it's purely physical, you know, it's, it's a medical condition. Yeah. 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 I, I often think when you, when you become complacent about anything in life, it can obviously often, and this is just my opinion, of course, but it yeah. often lead to a sense of stagnation and then further than that depression. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I noticed that, it, I mean, it kind of scared me because I noticed a couple of things. One is that I could only feel pain. Yeah. There was nothing else in my life but pain. When it's around for a while, and I know, you know, listeners who are, have been in chronic pain can relate to this, it's it's really difficult. It's not that it just sits in your knee or it sits in your neck or wherever it is. It takes over your whole experience. Mm. So you've got this incredible um, submersion into pain. It feels like it's a, it's taken over your whole life, which it pretty much has your whole life is around how you're going to get through the day how are you going to operate with that pain how are you going to cater to it so you can do do things and then i also noticed that not only could i only feel the pain but i couldn't sense future it, it was like I, I thought oh my god i have no sense of a future except pain and that's that's really difficult to deal with so i recognized that in myself and i said i can't live like this and I don't want to spend the rest of my life waking up the same way mm. yeah, and right. feeling like, yeah, and just feeling like I'm at the mercy of pain. And that's when I started trying to find, I thought, well, there's this fighting end over here of the spectrum. And then there's this sort of giving in and living with it at the other end of the spectrum. So well, there must be something in the middle there. There must be some way to be with this differently. And that's when I started to explore kind of, I, I couldn't do a lot outwardly in terms of physical anything. I, my, my only physical therapy was walking. Um, I went to a kind of a well-known physical therapist that works with the condition I have. And he said, wow, yours is so bad. You should just go home and breathe. Like literally, he gave me breathing as my physical therapy, yeah. which I mean, and he was a really good, it, that's how bad. So I'm saying that to say that I understand when people say, I can't do anything, you know, what am I supposed to do with this? I understand, you know, I've been there. It's really, really difficult. 
So what do you do? Yeah. And um, I thought, I have to learn how to be with this pain differently. It's already here. I've already tried pushing it out of my body. It doesn't work. just makes the pain go crazy. Um, I've already tried just kind of ignoring it, living with it. Well, better, but doesn't heal anything. So I thought, well, how about if I do something really different and really counterintuitive? Nothing normal, quote unquote, is working. So what if I, instead of trying to push away from pain, kind of turn toward it? What would happen then? And um, I began to, one of the things I tried to do was meditate. I thought, well, maybe I can meditate in pain. And that backfired hugely for me. Because oh, really? most med- <laughs> yeah, most, and a lot of people do use meditation when they're in pain. It does work for them, and I certainly think it's great. But for me, and I'd been a meditator, I couldn't sit in a very upright posture. You're supposed to sort of sit in a particular with your spine straight. That really hurt. Hmm. And you're supposed to breathe kind of deeply and evenly. And I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that you know listeners may some listeners may relate to that. What do you do? So one of the things I noticed while I was endeavoring to meditate and quickly finding out that I couldn't do that was, and and also with this uh, physical therapist's uh, idea that I should breathe and finding out that even breathing was painful, is, is I noticed my breath. And I began to notice, oh, I'm holding my breath a lot. Um, very often I'd notice that I was either breathing really shallowly or kind of would stop breathing a lot, especially when the pain spiked which is a natural response. Hmm. And, and certainly when we first in pain, uh, we, we hold the breath, we pull in. And I began to look at, oh, how am I with the pain that's here? How am I being with the pain? Which is not a question we often ask. We're just, it's the, the pain's there, but we don't ask, how am I being with it? Hmm. And um, I noticed the breath, and I noticed that I was holding it often. And I noticed that I was almost trying to push the the pain out of my body with my held breath, almost like making a wall of breath. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense, but these are kind of the things we do. We try to clamp down on pain to yeah. keep it from spreading almost. You know, you tighten around it because you don't want to feel it. And so I began to notice what I was doing to try to stop myself from feeling the pain. And I thought, well, that's not healing it. So what if I did the opposite? Kind of scary proposition when you're in a lot of pain. But what if I just kind of relaxed around it a little bit more? What if I let pain have more room instead of less? Again, something like, whoa, 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 you don't want to go there. Why would you give pain more room? But I didn't have anything else to work with. So I started working with the breath and pain. I started kind of really gently kind of being with pain in the sense of, okay, pain feels like almost another person. feels like an invader in your body and in your in your reality. It's like a, a roommate that moved in that you can't stand and it's taken over everything. So you don't, your natural response is get out of here, push away. And of course we even call our medications painkillers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we want to get rid of that thing, but what if that's not working? So I started kind of just imagining that I was sitting with pain and just physically in my body and listeners could even try this now, you know, where you just imagine where, where is the pain? And maybe it feels like all of you, but wherever that is, just kind of imagine that you're sort of just with it, kind of next to it, and just kind of be with it, which in itself is extremely simple and yet really profound shift from pushing against, clamping down, tightening up to just, okay, going to let it be where it already is. All of a sudden, your breathing shifts a little, 
the blood flows differently. I mean, there's physiological changes that happen with that. Mm. Um, you know, you, you, your tension releases. So there's there's also almost instant beginnings of healing, but there's also um, emotional, spiritual, kind of psychological components to that. Yeah, please. I can hear you want to say something or no, no, no. I'm just for taking some oh. notes. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> So, so it begins to, uh, you begin to find that you can be with pain differently. And that in itself can be very, very profound in the beginnings I found of, of healing and shifting. Hmm. And you know, if, if your pain can shift at all, it can shift more. And when you're in this hopeless situation, just having your pain shift a little bit, just even taking the edge off is huge. It's huge. And I began to play with, so breathing near pain, in a sense, imagining myself breathing next to it. And then I thought, well, what if I let pain breathe? Yeah. You know, we're usually trying to cut it off. What if I just let it breathe hmm. and have a little space? And imagine pain just taking more breath and more space for itself. And again, it feels like it's, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. It's going to take over everything. Well, in a sense, it already has. So just allowing it, what in a, it comes down to what is pain asking for? What does it need? And uh, I started to imagine, along with all these breathing things and playing with the breath, I thought, well, you know, what if I kind of greeted pain? You know, what if I kind of got to know it and started a dialogue with it? Again, really kind yeah. of a strange thing, but I didn't have anything else to work with. So I thought, you know, what if pain is a, you know, pain is an energy and it's, we think of it as an, e an enemy, you know, because mm. we want to get rid of it, right? It's, it's awful. I mean, it, it's not like we're going to enjoy it. But I thought, well, what if I imagined pain at the door? You know, if, what, what if, how would pain show up if it was a being, you know? And uh, I thought, okay, but imagine pain's coming to the door. And I imagined myself reaching out and opening the door, which in itself is kind of a metaphor that's, can be really scary to open the door to pain mm. and yet it's because it's of course it's completely counterintuitive and we're taught never 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 do that and yet with physical pain and emotional pain too this works with i was going to ask that i mean you're, you're yeah. sort of talking a lot about in your own you know journey uh physical pain yes. obviously but yes. um yeah other pain is is relevant and similar in process too Absolutely. I, I really find that pain is pain. Yeah. And yes, there's different flavors of pain, but the way we are with physical pain, we're often the way we are with emotional pain. In other words, yeah. hide it, don't show it, don't talk about it. I mean, you can go to your therapist, but but in our in our, in our modern culture, it's like um, there's a lot of shame that comes with being in any kind of pain for yeah. any length of time. Yeah, mm. it's really, and that adds to, I think, the intensity of the pain because yeah, yeah. we feel really bad about being in pain and that adds to it so um, it's like a pressure cooker isn't it i mean if it don't it really is it really is and there's it doesn't help with the healing process because then we turn that shame inward and we blame ourselves for staying in pain whatever mm. kind of pain it is physical or emotional we think why what we start with why can't i you know why did this happen but we also turn with what's wrong with me and i think that uh, one of the things I've really been thinking about recently and is woven in and out through the book, but is a larger part of what I'm talking about is the whole paradigm of pain in our modern culture, how we see it, how we perceive it. We perceive it as intrinsically bad and, and therefore a mistake and wrong, like something 
happened that was a mistake. Something bad happened to put you in pain. And that seems almost like um, it's so accepted that it's like the fish in the water. You know, it's the water we swim in. Of course, pain's bad. What are you talking about? But I think that um, starting from the place of pain is always bad leads to us instantly trying to end it, you know, stop it right then and there. Yeah. And I'm not saying we should enjoy pain. I'm not saying that. But if we start from the place of ending it immediately, I think we're kind of skipping over the healing parts. And it's not, it doesn't seem to be working real well, mm. um, this, this focus on ending it. Now, I'm not saying we don't want to end pain. Of course we do. But if we back up a little and maybe start from a different um, standpoint and perceive pain differently, like perceive it as, well, I'll say when I, when I did open that door to pain in my mind's eye, who was, I thought maybe a demon would be standing there, you know, because I have a lot of nerve pain. It's very fiery and prickly. And, and I thought, well, there'll be a demonic sort of thing on fire. And there was this uh, kind of youngish looking guy standing there hmm. in silver. And he had like, silver those wings on his little silver helmet and the wings on his feet and it was hermes or mercury and yeah. i thought oh that's weird and he was kind of <laughs> friendly so yeah. pain is a messenger of the gods you know that's a weird way to think about it, it surprised me so much i popped right out of that visualization <laughs> but i really thought about it and i thought wow what if i backed up and instead of going immediately to all pain is bad all pain is a mistake you have made a mistake something's wrong with you for being in pain and i backed up to oh what if pain has a purpose and then of course that seems almost like logical like well of course it has a purpose Absolutely, it's a yeah. signal yeah it's a messenger from you to you it's a messenger from your body it's saying hey it's not trying to ruin your life even though it feels like that when you're in terrible pain it's it's a signal. It's a. It's you talking to you, and it's it's the hurting part of you asking for attention. But what we tend to do is we tend to turn around and like punch it in the nose. You know, we. It's it's part of us that's in that's in pain that's hurting. It's asking for attention, but we our immediate response usually is is try to kind of push it out and end it and stop it. Of course, I mean it's natural because it's painful. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If, you know, it's it's hard. This is difficult. You know, pain isn't easy to be with. But what if we looked at a different way of being with it? And what if we realized all pain has a purpose? Yeah. You know, pain is in a sense. So I've started looking at pain as pain is the part of me trying to heal. Hmm. Pain is the mm, it's like the feeling of healing, even though that's kind of weird sounding. But it's saying here I, something's going on here. Pay attention. Hmm. And the attention we usually give it is, you know, pretty negative. So it seems to lock that in, help lock it in place, I find. So I found by paying a different kind of attention to pain, like softening it up, turning toward it and thinking of it as an aspect of myself that was asking for help rather than trying to, you know, kill me or, or um, you know, as a negative thing, sort of like a, a little child even who's... Um, Get, trying to get your attention or who's in pain, you know, you think, oh, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be mean to them. You would turn toward them and say, oh, what's going on? What do you need? Mm. And we, we don't tend to do that with our pain. And, and when, when I speak about it in this way, it may almost sound obvious, and yet it's not what we tend to do. And I found that incredibly helpful to, and again, it's kind of scary to do this because you think you're giving pain more room and it's going to take over. Ah! 
crap. <laughs> but, you know, really. But if we, you turn and say, okay, what do you need? What are you asking for? And you kind of soften your your gaze towards it in a sense and allow it to be, it's already here. You know, it's already in your life. And if fighting it isn't, if fighting's working, then just do it. But if it's not working and you've been in pain for a while and that battleground is getting exhausting, then maybe step back from the battle. Because, you know, it kind of locks, it, it, what you resist persists, kind of seems to work with pain. You know, that you've got pain on one side and then you've got all the medications and the treatments on the other side. And you're kind of locked into this battleground. And in a way, it's we're fighting ourselves, you know, when we fight pain that way. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm certainly not saying never use medications. I, I, you know, have used them and they've been really helpful and people need them to just get through a day. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying along with whatever you're doing to mm. get through the day, add this other way of being, okay, I need some help to get to just be able to function. And can I look at pain differently? Can I be with it differently? Yeah. And yeah. And it's... You know, when I say it, it sounds so simple, but it's it's actually really profound and really uh, amazingly healing. And because you also find out that when you are with pain differently, you learn to be with yourself differently. You let go of that blame. You find, oh, okay, wait a minute. Because if pain is wrong and pain is bad, then then if you're in pain for a long time, how do you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you feel like you're bad and you're wrong. And we get that from people around us that get tired of us being in pain. And we get that from our doctors that maybe aren't able to help us, so they get frustrated and they think, well, you can't be in pain that long. But Yeah, yeah a lot of shame comes with it. Mm. Yeah, a lot of shame. Yeah. And, and, and people can be in pain, in severe pain for many, many years. And because we're taught pain's wrong and bad, we think it has to go immediately and it can't stick around. You know, it's not supposed to. So that somehow that kind of locks in this idea that people in pain are the problem. You know, it's almost like you become the problem. And shifting that way we see pain shifts the way we see ourselves in pain, which helps us let go of some of that shame and self-blame, which, which then does also, as I mentioned before, have a physiological response to. We, we can make, begin to relax around a little more. We are, begin to have a sense of hope. I find that my physical pain has shifted tremendously since I've started doing this kind of work. And it takes time. It's not instant. I have no instant one-size-fits-all answer. You know, I really do feel that people's pathway through pain is sort of custom-designed. You know, your pain is is yours, and nobody else knows what it's like for your life in pain. Yeah, and you sort of um, alluded to that, to that earlier too. With um, and yeah. I, I really appreciate that because I think life is like that. I think it's so easy to go out there and, you know, the 10 rules of life or whatever it is. You exactly. Know, we have to experience yeah. it in our own way. and. Um, certainly, you know, people like yourself that have an experience that can share some learnings from it. There's going to be things that we can take away from that, but there's going to be things that may not work for us, um, like absolutely. you said about meditation. So I think that's a, a really valid point. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I stuffed my book with as many ideas as I could, you know, and, and just basically take what works and throw away the rest. You know, yeah. if one idea helps, fantastic. If the rest don't, let them go. Just, just different ways of being with pain, different ways of being with yourself in pain. And I also do talk about ways of expressing pain. I think it's really important. I think um, part of this modern culture of, of not staying in pain like you're not supposed to and it making us feel bad, like we're wrong and we're the problem, I think that needs to shift. And one of the things is learning how to express pain, so both in creative expression but also finding somebody to 
to tell your pain story to is really important. And somebody, you, you kind of have to train them how to how to listen. You have to ask them, please just listen. Please don't try to fix me. Please don't don't try to make it all better. Because those of us in pain get a lot of advice. We we really, you know, mostly we need you to just be there not, and and believe us and not necessarily give us advice. So finding somebody that you can tell that whole story to and then kind of have a witness is actually really relieving and really healing. As simple as yeah, it's it sounds. Interesting that. Yeah, actually, I had a recent experience um, where I went to the hospital, and um, you know, for a certain condition. Um, but just by being there and being able to talk to the doctor about it um, actually helped with a lot of relief. Um, it does, yeah. Because she made me feel comfortable. I was the nurse, actually. Made me feel comfortable, yeah. like I could talk about it without any, you know, shame. And it was hard, but you know, um, it, it really it was just amazing the relief I found immediately. Yes, yes. That. that it, it's something that we've kind of skipped over in our modern culture. Mm. We don't, we go right to the science part of things and we go right to the medical quote unquote, you know, part of things. And yet we're all human. We're, we're human beings. And, yeah, look, and you look it, at the culture yeah. of pain, like you're saying, I mean, we've got this yeah. culture of pain um, to, you know, to, to avoid it as much as possible. And yeah, pain yes. is a bad thing. And so we go out there and we go, well, I'm in pain. So what's the best way to do it? You know, we, we look for ways to fight it um, or we yeah. just look for ways to ignore it. And sometimes the best way to ignore pain, emotional or physical, is through medication. And as you said, there's a yeah. big medical, you know, problem, opioid yeah. problem. Um, we're all, yeah. we're more over <laughs> addicted to medication than ever before. So um, yeah. there's obviously a big problem there. Yeah, absolutely. So if we can find some of these other ways to add into everything we're doing yeah. around healing ourselves, I, I feel it's a more healing path. Because that's ultimately what we want to do, not just end the pain. We yeah. want to actually heal the body. You know, and I asked the question in, in the book, when, when do we know when we're healed? When the pain stops? Or how, how do you know that? So we want to go towards healing the whole self, not just ending the pain. And the pain will naturally end as part of that healing process. But it does take time. And one of the things we have to learn is to give it the time it requires. Mm. And that's sometimes hard. It's sometimes really hard. But to just kind of relax a little bit around that timetable because it's <laughs> pain has its own timetable. It sounds like a very um, Buddhist approach um, to dealing. Probably, to dealing yeah, with pain. yeah. I'm not exactly a Buddhist, but I think it probably is. And I, and I have thought about the way that I've had to learn to live with pain as becoming very Zen, even though I don't call myself a Zen Buddhist. But that sense of of really simplifying and really getting calm and. Um, and just finding what's most important and maybe picking one thing to do in a day and letting the rest go and just getting, you know, really kind of simplifying and allowing yourself to just be simple with it and yeah. not make, have to, you don't have to heal today. You might want to, but you may not be able to, to just kind of give yourself a break and say, okay, I'm going to be with myself through this, however long it takes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, just in summary, if you look at pain as energy, which I believe it is, um, yeah. some sort of energy conjuring up in the body that has a purpose to bring your attention to it. Yes. Um, if you force against that, like fighting against it, you're just pushing energy to energy. And I think pain's always going to win in that situation. Yeah, exactly. um, And probably strengthen exactly. it as well. Um, and yeah. fighting, it's not actually going to heal it anyway. Like you've got two opposing forces going against each other. It's not going to go anywhere yeah. so actually um taking a different sort of energy which is like you say be with it and then yes. put those energies together with pain um, perhaps you can progress um together and and yeah yeah That's, yes it's a it. good summary it's absolutely what i found to be true so you're you're shifting pain from an enemy to an ally and healing 
you're thinking about how can I work with pain rather than against it? How can I walk with it through this on this journey? And you know, everybody's going to meet pain at some point in life. We're human. It's part of the path right mm-hmm. now. So maybe emotional, maybe physical, but meeting it, you know, running into it isn't a mistake. It isn't wrong. You're not wrong for having pain. You know, nobody out there has made a mistake. It's it's something we don't like. It's something that we might not enjoy. We want to get through it. But the but I have found one of the quickest ways to begin to move it is to move with it and yeah. to know, okay, this is on my path right now for whatever reason. Let's see what we can do to move with it and move on. Mm. Yeah, I can't relate to chronic pain, um, although I certainly know uh, my father, I'm sure he's in chronic pain and, and covers it more than uh, more yep, than perhaps he absolutely. should. Um, and yeah. I know recently there was some other person in my life that um, said he had severe pain. I was just like, oh, geez, you know, sort of I had that sort of feeling like just suck it up and get on with it. Yeah. Um, you know, so guilty there. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of people that, that suffer with pain and then emotional pain. I can certainly relate to that. I know a lot of other people about there. And, and I love the connection here with, with that idea as well. I mean, if I look at my own life and the suffering and the pain and I – that I have in my life, uh, on the yeah. emotional sort of level, I know mm-hmm. that it's it's mostly self-caused, and it's mostly because I don't give it the attention it deserves, and I don't be with it enough. Um, and so, yeah. certainly, that just by being with it and understanding it has helped me better work with it to overcome with it. So, yes. um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's great stuff, and I'm sure in your book, Sarah, there's uh, lots of practices by the sounds of it. Um, oh, absolutely, can, yeah. Take like you know the act of expressing it and and certain practices there that might help people. Certainly sharing yes. the story and there's plenty of others. So I want to encourage the listeners out there to jump online and pick up a copy. So this will be in the show notes at thehiddenwire.com as well, but you'll be able to find it online. So the title again is the Pain Companion: uh, Everyday Wisdom for Living with and Moving Beyond Chronic Pain. So, um, so any any final points um, before before we wrap this up? Yeah, I just say that, you know, a lot of times when we are in pain, it's it feels like everything. You know, it feels like our whole life. It feels like we're becoming pain. Mm. And I, I know there may be listeners out there having that experience. So I just want to remind you that you are not your pain. You know, your pain may be part of you in a sense, asking for attention, but it's not all of you. Yeah. And to just remember that even when it feels so overwhelming, there is always a place uh, deep, maybe it feels like it's really deep inside ourselves, but there's a, always the, and, and if I could say eternal part of ourselves, that core of the self mm. that is not touched by pain. That's always there. It's always clear. It's like the light in the center of ourselves. However you want to refer to that, you know, um, that spiritual essence in a sense, and that that's always untouched. So to just sometimes just touching into that and knowing that's there and that pain is, is, is like a landscape we're walking through. There is another side to it. There is another, different ways of being with it. To, to just keep that in mind. Mm, mm, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I've got so many analogies going through my head at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's so much to talk about too with this subject. It's a really big subject. And, and I feel like we haven't, um, as a culture, we really haven't even talked about how to talk about it and how to be with it. So there's a lot there to look at and and find different ways of being with. So. Lots more to understand and a great way to start would be to pick up a copy of your book. So, guys, check it out at thehiddenwide.com. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate being on the show. Yeah, it's been great to have you. And uh, we'll stay connected and all the best with the continuation of the book launch. hope it goes well. Thank you. And, uh, guys, check it all out, thehiddenwide.com. It'll be, uh, all the notes will be in the show notes, so check it out and the links to her book as well. 
Uh, Sarah, how can people best connect with you? You got a website? Yes, I do. It's very easy to remember. It's www.thepaincompanion.com. So you only have to remember one thing for everything. And I have a blog that I that I do. I also do uh, one-minute um, video meditations for people in pain. So they're really short with beautiful music and pictures and words and a YouTube channel with those on there, also called The Pain Companion. So it's really easy to remember. Lots of free resources on the website too. So please go there. And, and if you want to connect, there's a contact place i always love to hear from listeners so please feel free to reach out to me that's awesome excellent stuff thank you and thank you guys for tuning in connect with sarah and until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon thank you thank you all right that was awesome my mouse just stopped working um, yeah, it was good. There's, I mean, there yeah. is. There's a lot more that we could have talked about. I'm sure. Oh God, um, yeah, you could talk for six hours on this and barely scratch the surface. That's part of what's so challenging for me is to somehow bring in something useful in a short time frame because God, there's so much. But that was great. I think we touched on a lot of really important things. So it was good. Maybe on some of the key points, at least, to yeah, um, encourage yeah. people to explore it further. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Me thinking about it. So that's. That's good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'll, um, I'll well, give you an email with the launch date, et cetera, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll stay connected. Good. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye.